0: Wednesday night lesson and spirit of God dealt with me about this. So we're going to preach on it and it continues to expand. So I don't know when I'm going to stop. So we just continue to build on it. But um, last week um, we ended by seeing that our lives as believers are called to be filled with good works. Somebody say good works that bring glory to God. We are called to be salt and light in the earth. Now let me say this, is that we all have our specific purposes, like, or unique, you can call them unique purposes. Like I may have a purpose for this, you may have a purpose for that, but we all have what I call a universal purpose. All right. If you're saved and I'm hearing some ringing up here, if you're, if you're saved, you got it. We're called. We're all called to have this universal purpose. And one of, one of the universal purposes that all of us, supposed to we have is that we're all called to do good works. And we're all called to be light. All right? So if you're saved, you're called to do good works, and you're called to be light. Now, when I say light, I, means that, I mean that your life should be lived in a way that it is a source of direction to people who don't know God. All right. When I when I talk about light that, you know, people should see or take a look at my life, my everyday living, whether I'm on my job, you know, whether I'm in the gym or whatever it is I'm doing, they should be able to take a look at my life and they should be able to see my God. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about being light. Now, we also know that good works can be a source of light. Now, we know that good works don't save us. You got it, but we are saved to do good works. Somebody say I'm called to do good works. Now what we're going to do is we are going to flip uh, through a couple of scriptures just to prove this to you, and then we're going to move forward. Go to Matthew 5, a couple we looked up last week, a um, uh, couple we didn't look at. Matthew 5:13. Matthew 5:13, it says, "You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savior, where shall it be salted? It is there henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden on the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the what? House. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in what? So, so, so people should see what I do. And they should glorify who? God. They they shouldn't shouldn't see what I do and then what I do don't even say nothing about God. Or it's contrary to God. You got it? They should see what I do and they should glorify God. Go to Ephesians 5 and 8. Ephesians 5 and 8. Ephesians 5 and 8. And we're going to flip to a couple of scriptures, but I just want to drive this home. Ephesians 5 and 8, it says... For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are you what? Light in the Lord. Walk as children of the what? A light. See, I'm supposed, now I'm supposed to walk as children of the what? Light. Not as children of darkness. Okay, praise the Lord. Let's keep going. Go to First Thessalonians 5 and 5. Because I, I feel like we need to deal with this because for some reason I don't believe the church got it. No, that there should be something different about how we walk and how we live. The Bible, say, the Bible says that, that faith is a lifestyle. You got it? That I'm supposed to live a life of faith. You got it? That my life, my life should be lived out. I don't just hop in faith when I need something. I'm supposed to live a life of faith. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 5. I think that's where I want to go it says you are children of what? of light and children of the what? day we are not of the what? night nor of what? of darkness now who is this talking to? This talk, it's talking to us so I understand that I am supposed to be what? light people should look at my life and my life should point them to God alright let's go to good works go to Ephesians 2 and 10 Ephesians 2 and 10 Ephesians 2 and 10. Ephesians 2 and 10. You got it? Say got it. Ephesians 2 and 10. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto what? Good works, which God has before ordained that we should what? We should walk in them. We should walk into what? In good works. Okay, go to 2 Corinthians 9. 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. Now, I'm, I'm giving you these scriptures because your confidence needs to, work, needs to rest in the scriptures and not in what I say. All right? You need to understand that as a believer, number one, my life, my life should be what? Light. And my life should be full of what? Good works that point people to God. All right? Now, if, if, if my life is not like that, I said last week, I said we're not going to get in condemnation. But what we're going to do is we're going to get it right. All right. Second Corinthians nine, verse eight, it says, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always have an all sufficiency in what all things may do what may abound to every what Good work. Somebody say good work. Good work. Go to Galatians six. Galatians six. Galatians six. You know, because um, all this. All this bitterness and anger and and fussing and fighting and can't get along and all that and that ain't light. That's darkness, and we shouldn't listen. We shouldn't be partaking in that. It shouldn't be in our house, and it shouldn't be in our lives. Can't we all just get along? <laughs> okay, praise the Lord, y'all. Come on, see, come on Galatians, come on, Galatians. Now, see, because now if now. If, if 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 the world can't find light in the church, come on, where are they gonna find it? They're not gonna find it. Galatians, Galatians six. But you got the church talking about the church. Church biting, biting against you. I mean, it's crazy. We got. And I, we we we. I think we've forgotten who we are. Galatians six verse ten. Galatians six verse ten. It says, "Watch this." As we have therefore opportunity. Let us do what? Good unto who? All men. Unto all men. Watch this. Especially unto them who are of the household of what? Amen. So I'm supposed to be good to everybody, but especially. Especially to watch this, the folk in the what? Church. Okay, praise the Lord. Let's keep going. Go to Colossians 1. One more, one more, one more. Now, I encouraged you all last week, I said, listen, listen, I'm doing it myself. And I will encourage you to do the same. Start reading from Romans to Philemon, what, Philemon, Philemon, how you pronounce it? Philemon, whatever, I, Well, Romans, Philemon. And really look at what Paul was writing and what he was writing to the church. And how he was telling you we should live. And then look at your life and see if you're living like that. And then you gonna have to ask yourself a question. Are you really the church? Because some, some folk are under this false impression that they're something that they're not. You ever seen somebody, I mean, let's use sports. You ever seen somebody that thought they could play basketball? You're on the court, man. I mean, they thought they were dumb. Man. And boy, they couldn't play or hit a lick. That's the same thing. In ch- I think we got some folks who think they save. No, 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 they think they save, but because when you look at their game. See, you don't think about it like that, do you? No, nah, and this is the thing. This, I'm saying this is the question that we got to answer. And the church needs to be talking about this now. You know, we need to be talking. We need to be talking about this. All right, watch this. What did I say? First uh, Colossians. Colossians, what did I say? One. Did I say what scripture? Colossians 1 and 10. On oh, Colossians 1 and 10. It says, it says, that ye may walk worthy of the Lord, unto what? All pleasing, being fruitful in what? Every what? Good work, and increasing in the knowledge of who? God. We are supposed to be about doing good, about doing what? good works. We should be light. There shouldn't, there shouldn't be darkness in us. We're supposed to do good to everybody, especially those in the household of faith. Praise the Lord. Now, so we should be a source of direction that point people to God and our lives should be filled with doing good. Now, let me make this very clear. You don't get rewarded for doing what you want to do but doing what God has called you to do. And we said that, we talked about this last week, because you got a whole lot of people doing what they want to do, thinking they're going to get some reward based off that. But as it relates to God, you're only going to get rewarded based off what God told you to do. Now, here's the problem. You could be doing something, quote unquote, that the world calls good, but God didn't call you to do it. And God is not going to reward you for that. Because just like we have a universal purpose, we have a specific purpose. Something that God especially created and designed me to do. All right, now watch this. Go to 1 Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians 3. Some of this is is just reviewing from last week, but we're going to get into what I want to get into in a few minutes. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 13. First Corinthians 3, verse 13. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. So watch this. Jesus is going to try every man's work. You got it with fire to see, what, to see what sort it was. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a what? A reward. So when Jesus tries your work and it abides, when you when he look at it and you've done what he told you to do and, it's, and it passed the fire test, you're going to be what? Rewarded. Come on. That's what it says. Watch this verse 15. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer what? Loss. But he himself shall be what? Saved. Yet so as by what? Fire. So anything that you do, if it's not what God called you to do, you're going to suffer loss. It's going to be burned. So it's not just what you do, it is the motive behind what you do. So I, have, so I have to check my motive. Why am I doing this? You got it? Because I want to be rewarded. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. So my goal over the next couple of weeks is to generate a culture through the teaching of the word in this church that we will begin to use our time, our talent, and our treasure to do good and be a blessing to others inside and outside the four walls of this church. This is going to be my purpose over the next couple of weeks. You got where well, I teach on faith, I teach on healing, I teach on giving, I teach all that. Now what I got to do is I got to teach on this so that we can change the culture You got it? The makeup of this church. So we're gonna be a church that's gonna be about doing good. Understanding that we are the light in this world. All right, praise the Lord. Your enthusiasm overwhelms me. Y'all are so excited to hear this. Go to Matthew 5. Matthew 5 uh, 40 43. Matthew 5, 43. Matthew 5, yeah, 43. you got it? It says, you have heard that it has been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you. And what? Ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, oh. ho, ho. They didn't say they cuss you out, you cuss them out. They don't like me, I don't like them. No, that's what the children of darkness do. There's a difference. Come on, ver, ver, verse, two, verse uh, 45. That ye may be children of your Father, which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and send his rain on the just and on the what? Unjust. Watch this. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans do the same. He said, well, No. this is what he's saying. What, what reward do you think you're going to get for doing good for those who be good to you? He says, you ain't going to get nothing for that because watch this. Even the heathen do that. They do good, they do good to their own. 47. And if you shall salute your brother only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your father which is in heaven is also what? Perfect. Now see, our lives, our lives should show the heart of Christ. You got so when people do us wrong, we don't get even. We don't, we no, we don't we don't get even. What <laughs> okay. Yeah, we don't we don't get even. You got it. We pray we pray for people. You got it. Somebody say pray for them. Pray for them. They do us wrong. Watch this. We don't listen. We don't do them wrong. They don't like us. We love them. Come. You gotta see. This is where you gotta begin to answer. You gotta ask yourself a question: Am I living like this? Am I living like this? Or watch this, they don't like me, I'm trying to get them. See, no, you got to ask yourself, are you a children of light or a children of darkness? See, because Jesus did say, there's going to be some that say in that day, Lord, Lord. And he's going to say, watch this, I never knew you. See, so we got to begin to ask, ourselves: we got to have full confidence and assurance knowing that I'm his. All right. Praise the Lord. All right. Let's keep going. Go to 1 Corinthians 6. <clears throat> now, one of the things, and I'm, I think I'm going to talk about this in this series, is um, I'm going to talk about stewardship a little bit. And as you deal with stewardship, one thing about stewardship, one thing you understand about that is you understand when you're steward, watch this, or you are a stewardship for somebody, you're managing something that don't belong to you. You got it? And, and and most most believers have not caught that revelation yet. They still think they belong to themselves. See, there's no you can't have it both ways. Either you belong to God or you don't. And the moment you got saved, watch this, you belong to him. So you don't get a right, you don't get the right to go tell God, I ain't gonna do that. Why? Because you don't belong to yourself. You belong to what? You belong... Okay, okay. Praise the Lord. All right, I'm, I'm going to see... Because people, uh, people don't understand this. This is the same thing about marriage. This is why some folk don't need to get married. No, because you get married... You marry somebody, and then you think you still belong to you. No, that's contrary to Scripture. I'm going to be my own... Pre- no. No, that's not listen. The moment you get married, that's not the case. The Bible says, watch this, a wife's body don't belong to her. Now you can't, okay, there you go, dad. You can't take that. You can't take that and make that fit you. You got so when a when a woman gets married, her her body no longer belongs to her, it belongs to her what? Husbands. Watch this, and watch this. A husband's body no longer belongs to him, it belongs to his what? Wife. Now if you can't live like that, then marriage ain't for you. Amen. See, but this is what folk want to do. If they want to get married, but watch this, I'm still going to do what I want to do with my body. And see, and they take the same, it's a, it's a mentality, y'all. They take the same mentality and they try to pass it on when they get saved. I want to get saved, but Jesus don't have a right to tell me what to do. And, 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 and somehow, in our mind, we think that God all right with it. And this is why marriage is such a big thing. Because when you marry somebody, then what you're doing is you're trusting them with you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Here real quiet. i first reading the second uh, don't, we don't want to do that. See, we have this mentality in the western world we can have our cake and eat it too. We can do what we want to do but still. God don't flow like that. Yes. Amen. And this is why people are going to be some folks shocked. God doesn't flow like that y'all. Either you his or he not. Yes. Now if you're his we need to begin to act like it's so. Yes. So that means watch this I can't do what I want to do because I don't belong to me no more. Because, yeah, do I? On Wednesday night, we teach them through the Bible. When the Spirit of God comes, comes and takes a residence in you, he does not destroy your old nature. It's still there. You got it? But now you know what to do. But now what you got to do is you got to choose to do what's right. Watch this. Even though a part of you still won't do wrong. You got and this And this is real. Now, the more you say yes to the right thing, the stronger you're going to get to it. Yeah. Alright, watch. Go to first, first Corinthians 6 and 20. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Y'all <You don't> understand. <laughs> watch this. For you were bought with a price. No, oh, you were bought with a price. If you got saved, you were bought. How many saved folk in here? You bought. You were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your what? In your what? Not God know my heart. Not that that's what I believe what? God know my heart. No. He said glorify him in your what? Body. So now I'm called to do what's right with my what? Body because it don't belong to me. And see, this is the gospel, y'all. This is the gospel that Paul taught. We're supposed to glorify God with our what? Body. So now we got to find out what glorifies God. And then I got to use my body in that way. And I got to know what doesn't glorify God. And now I can't use my body in what? That way because I don't belong to me. Glorify God in your body. And in your spirit, which are whose? Yeah. So who do your body belong to? Yeah. Alright. So now, when you get ready to do something with your body, who you need to ask? Yeah. Okay. You just can't go do something with your body and then say, well, God just gonna be alright with it. No, not if it belongs. What if somebody, what if somebody took something that belonged to you? And did what they wanted to do with it? How would you feel? Didn't he ask you? You go, you go home, you let somebody, let somebody stay in your house. You got it because they didn't have a house. And then you went to work and come home, and they done painted your whole house the way they wanted it. Some of y'all, I'm going to have to come get out of jail because you're going to go slam off. Why? Because that was not their house to do that. It's the same thing with God. If you belong to him, you just can't do what you want to do, with your what? But you got to ask God, God is this okay? Is it okay with you if I talk about this person behind their back? Because your mouth is part of your body. You know that, right? So you ask God, I feel, God, I feel like gossiping. So can I, can I gossip? And let's see what God say before you gossip. All right, we ain't going to spend too much time. Let's get to where we won't get to. Question, this is my life bringing glory to God. Go to Hebrews 6. <laughs> yeah, this is the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E. You might not hear it that much, but this is the Bible. I'm telling you, you will be amazed. Man, I'm telling you, man, I've been, I, as I've been going line upon line preaching, I've been amazed to hear what Paul had. I was like, what? And I'm a preacher, but we ain't taught that no more. We we taught we do whatever we want to do. We still go in heaven. <laughs> no, we better be. We better be. We better be taught what Paul called. I told you last week. Get to see him last week, or go on demand and watch last week's service. You didn't get it because I told you better know who doing it talking and who they talking to. And them letters are to the church, us. All right. Let me give you a little lesson. No, I ain't gonna do it. Go to Hebrews 6. I gotta finish my lesson. Hebrews 6 and 12. Hebrews 6 and 12. It says, watch this. No, I think I need to say this. Uh, When you're reading the Bible, you have to understand something, and a lot of people don't understand this. Okay? From the Old Testament all the way up, you got it. To the crucifixion of Jesus. All the way up until the Holy Spirit, before the Holy Spirit being poured out. That is all, all scripture is about the Jewish nation. Period. If you don't understand that, you're going to misinterpret some scripture. It's about the Jews. Period. God, Jesus, I told you last week, Jesus said, I only come for the lost sheep of who? Israel. You got it? It was for the Jews. All right. Now, we showed you last week when he we got to Cuneus' house. Cuneus' house where represented the first Gentile house being saved. You Got it? So now, at that point in time, you need to understand this, even when you're reading 1 John, 2 John, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, all that you're reading, all those books, you better understand those are Jewish epistles. Even though they're there for our learning. But what happened is, is the moment you got it, when the Holy Holy Spirit fell and then Cornelius' house, the Jews got saved, the timeline on the children of Israel stopped. Right there. Then the church age dispensation started. Got it? So you have all of this coming at this time, then you have now the church age. Now the church age or the age of grace has been running for 1,900 years. And what's going to happen is Jesus is going to come back and he's going to rapture the church. Now, once the church is raptured, watch this, the time clock on the Jews starts again. It picks up again. You got it? This is when they're going to flow into the tribulation. You start reading, you know, those, those other epistles, you'll see how they, how they talk, even revelations like, like it was coming right then. Because that's what they thought. They didn't understand it stopped with the church age. So we're in the church age right now. We're in the age of grace. But Jesus is going to come back. He's going to rapture the church. Then, watch this, the clock starts back with Israel. Right where it left off. You got? And what the church better understand is that the church age is coming to an end because the children of Israel are back in Israel. So it's, 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 baby, it's countdown time. You got it? And what you don't want to do is you don't want to be found out of place when he cracked the sky. Because now you're going to have to go through exactly what the Jews are going to go through. And Tribulate, tribulate that, tri- that, time, that time of trying ain't for the church. The church going to be gone. This is why folks are, are, you post-trib or pre-trib? I'm no-trib because I ain't got to worry about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I I know I ain't, I ain't gonna be here. I'm gonna be with the Lord. You got and you and you and you have to understand this. If not, you go you you gonna see stuff wrong in Scripture. Praise the Lord. Now let's get back to my lesson. See, I'm not crazy, y'all. I know I talk crazy sometimes. I I really not. I'm I'm, I'm really not. I ain't, the, I ain't the smartest kid on the block, but I ain't the, I ain't the dumbest one either. I know I don't pronounce words right and all that kind of stuff, but that's okay. Amen. You got it? Spirit of God gives revelation to who he wants to give it to. Amen. Amen. All right? Watch this. Hebrews 6, verse 12. That ye be not slothful, but follows of them through faith and what? Patience. Inherit the what? Promises. So the Bible makes a statement there, there are those who will inherit certain promises and they are going to inherit those promises by using their faith and their what? Patience. Now and these are the ones, watch this, that we are supposed to what? Follow. So now there's going to be people that are going to inherit certain promises through faith and what? Patience. Now y'all know what faith is and I told you what patience was last week patience is not the ability to wait patience is the ability to wait with the right attitude alright so now there's going to be certain things that I'm going to inherit only through my faith and patience now that word inheritance means the passing on of property at the owner's death to the heir or those entitled to succeed him so what happens when we talk about being an heir We talk about something has been passed to me through somebody who passed or died. All right. Now we already know what it is. Because of the death of Jesus, watch this, I became an heir of God. So there are some things that God has left for me that I am entitled to, surely based on me being in Christ. Go to Galatians. Galatians 4 verse 7. Galatians 4, verse 7. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Where does the time go? Galatians 4, verse 7. Right? You got it? Galatians 4, verse 7. It says, Wherefore thou art no more a what? Servant, but a what? Son, and if a Son, then a what? An heir who? God through who? Christ. You got it? So if I'm a son of God, I am a what? Heir of who? God. So there are some things, watch this, that God has left me. Come on. You, you listen, listen, when you're an heir, if when you an heir, that means somebody left you something. You ain't an heir if ain't nobody left you nothing. You got it? So now watch this. There are some things that God has left for me because I'm in Christ, that I'm only going to get through faith and patience. All right? All right? That's the that's thing. So that means now, if I don't understand faith, and I don't understand patience, I may miss some stuff that's been left for me. You got it? Okay, y'all with me? Y'all with me? Okay, now, go to Psalms 2. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at an inheritance. It's not a popular one, but it's one. All right? Psalms. Psalms 2. Psalms 2, verse 8. Psalms 2, verse 8. He says, ask of me, and I shall give thee the what? The heathen, we said, what we said heathen was last week, the, the person who has no covenant with God. You got, I will give you the heathen for thine what? Inheritance. And the uttermost parts of the earth for thy what? This is why I tell, now I'm, I'm going to give you a nugget. This is why I tell, I tell everybody, listen, listen, listen. Y- you got something in the earth that belongs to you. Because it's part of your inheritance. Now, we ain't going to look at that today. This is why you can believe God for a house. That's some land, that's some land that I'm entitled to in earth. Okay, well, we can talk about that later. Because we ain't going to do that. But what I want to talk about is the Bible says that the heathen, watch this, is my inheritance. You got it? So the Bible says that if we ask God, then he will give us the heathen. So, as a believer, I have the right to release my faith and expect God that I'm gonna win the loss. Okay, praise the Lord. Well, I know y'all are real excited. No, no, no. I had this listen listen, this is part of my inheritance. Just like healing, just like prosperity, just like all these other things that y'all get so excited about, this is part of it too. But but because this ain't important to you. That's probably one of the reasons why you ain't getting on the other. Because this is important to God. How important to God? So important that he died for it. So what's important to him should be important to what? This is why we shouldn't mistreat folk. Okay, let's uh oh man, I could I could really preach on that one. This is why, no, this is why you don't you shouldn't mistreat people. Because when you mistreat people, you're mistreating what God died for. So just because you don't think they nothing. Okay. No, just because they don't mean nothing to you. Watch this. That doesn't mean they don't mean nothing to God. So you better watch how you treat who he died for. Okay, praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Go to uh, 2 Corinthians. Because you remember last week, I told you last week, I said, listen, we have all been given a ministry, and that is the ministry of reconciliation, which means we are supposed to be about reconciling folk to God. And see, but what folk do, they make all these excuses. Well, I don't like to talk to folk. Well, why are you on the phone all the time? no let's just say what you know no you're on the phone you're texting you're doing all this so you love talking to folk but you just don't like talking to folk about Jesus no let's, no, let's just talk about it just gonna be honest with you you really don't like talking to folk about Jesus but what you want to do is you want to lie to you that's why you don't witness it ain't because you don't like talking to folk Get around the right folk, can't get you to shut up. <laughs> and this is why I tell folks same thing. Joke, joke, joke. Well, I, I just don't get excited. Well, I go to the basketball game and you bought the tattered on bleachers down. You got it? But then I start talking about God and church. No, but the problem is not that you don't get excited. You just don't get excited about Jesus. But what you do is you you feel good about yourself when you live in deception. No, you just got to be honest with you. You really don't care nothing about Jesus. You just don't want to go to hell. Okay, okay, 2 Corinthians 5. No, 2 Corinthians 5. See, but here's the bottom line, and I told you this last week. See, you can fool me, you can fool everybody around you, but the person who you can't fool is him. Amen, amen. You got? It? You can't, you can't fake him out. You got? It? You can't, you can't do it. Saint Corinthians five. Ain't nobody say you're gonna be perfect, but you can do wrong to folk no don't feel nothing. Houston, we got a problem. I ain't say you couldn't do wrong. I say you did wrong and you ain't feel nothing about it. I ain't say you didn't. No, I, I didn't say you didn't do. You can do wrong. But when a believer does wrong, it bothers them. You sit there and say all you want to. Then I ain't say they gonna stop doing it. You may right. <laughs> but it bothers you because you know it ain't right. St. Corinthians 5. I mean, yeah. See, that's the problem. See, when I, listen, Doc, when I was in the world before I knew Jesus, wrong didn't bother me. <laughs> Boy, I could do wrong, go to sleep, sleep good. <laughs> didn't bother me, not, 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 not one little bit. Now, I can do wrong now. The difference is, it bothers me. So my, pro- my thing is, is when you can continue to do wrong and it don't bother you, man, you better, talk, you better, you better have a whole, you better just do something wrong now. Yeah. Yeah. Something wrong now. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18. I know this is church. See, this is, re- this, this, this is church now. This is real church. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18. And all these things are of God, who have reconciled to himself by Jesus Christ, and have given to us the ministry of what? Reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us, watch this, the world of what? Reconciliation. Reconciliation. So all of us have a ministry, and my ministry is to reconcile the heathen to Christ. All right? That's, listen, this is a universal purpose for everybody who's saved. Now, let's, let's continue. Now, after I win them, I now disciple them through relationship so that now they can follow the commission of going out and winning others. Now, this is what this, is what this looks like. Alright? Once you get them saved, you just don't leave them. Now, I disciple them through relationships. Alright? I spend time with them. Watch them. Watch this, helping them. You got? It? So I don't, I don't, I don't, let me pray with you, and then you pray, and then you just leave. No, now I got to take the time to disciple them. Now, why, 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 why doesn't this happen? Because in order for this to happen, then you gotta build a relationship. And folk ain't got time for other folk. Oh, no, we're gonna talk about it today. No, that's the reason you really don't have time. You're so busy with your own stuff that you really don't have time for other folk. You got? But we're called not only to win them, but we're called to what? Decipher. Now, here's the problem. Some of the folk that you're called to win, watch this, are nasty. Come on. Okay, let me say that. So, just like some of y'all were. Now, Some of y'all, some of y'all was all right, good people. But some of us in here were straight up nasty. They're okay, yeah, can I get an amen from a couple of y'all in here? Straight up nasty. No, because some folk just, some folk have been pretty, you know, pretty much like good, pretty, good, you know, good people up coming up. See, that wasn't me. See, now, so for somebody to minister to me, they was going to have to go where I was. So, see, you couldn't, no, see, because I, no, I was in the mud. I was in the dirt dog nasty so now they get me you got to come to me you couldn't stay in your penthouse and reach me you got now here's the problem you got when you understand that when I go get nasty folk sometimes nasty get on me but it should not affect me (laughs) okay praise the Lord now now how do we get this because Jesus, watch this, when he ministered to the sick who had a contagious disease, he touched them, but what was on him, them didn't get on him. So now I'm going to have to go there. Now here's the, here's the problem. Here's the problem. And we're going to talk about this. Well, ain't a problem. Some of y'all ain't got to go far. Cause a lot of them right in your own house. Now, when I say house, I mean in your family somewhere, you got some nasty folk who need Jesus. Yeah. Now, see, because here's, here's, here's the thing. See, everybody, that, this, is, this is what I have. Everybody out here trying to win the whole world, but your house to up. Why can't you minister to the ones in your house? You can minister to everybody else. Tell them about you. I'm going to give them a... Give them a <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, help my toe, my tongue. <laughs> oh, you won't stand up and preach to everybody else and your stuff, Jack. I mean, you got folk in your toe up, Won't you go try to reach them? I'm going to Israel. Joker, you need to go to <laughs> <laughs> shh. shh, shh. He's saying that money. Get you a bus ticket to Hoogadah where some of your folk at down there. Talking about going to Israel. Uh, not this, it's, cra- it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But you know, they get all, hey, 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 I'm, I'm called to minister to the world. Well, what about your house? No, no, what about, no, I, that's what I want to know. What about your house? You got this big God-given ministry for the world. But you ain't got no ministry to your household. See, to me, that's out of order. No, that's slam out of order. No, let not just talk about it now. And you, and you don't get, listen, I know all of them ain't going to say yeah, but you stay on. All right, let's keep going. Let's listen to stuff. All right, so, 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 so. Because <laughs> I'm going to talk about something in a few minutes, it's going to help. Now, okay. So, so after I win them, Come on, I got to enter, enter into a relationship with some folk. See, that's the scary part, man, you see, because some folk, we just don't, I don't want to be in a relationship with them. But what you, you ain't in a relationship with them for you. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going, listen, I'm going in this thing wide open. Because uh, I really might not even like you. Because I don't like what you do. But God loves you. So now I'm going to have to enter into this relationship with you so I can get you to see my God through me. Okay. So that means I may, when I'm around you, I may have to hear some words that I don't like to hear. Because you don't talk like I do. Ah, come Come on. You don't see like, you don't see like I see. You got it? So, so now I I know the words. I know the words, are, know the words are, are bad. I know they they're wrong and all that. But now I can't let the words that you say keep me from you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> See, praise the Lord. See, some of y'all better understand. Some of y'all family going to hell if y'all don't do something. <laughs> they are gonna tear buzz it wide open. Why you sitting there? They don't listen to me. This is why you got to get in faith and patience. Because watch this, they are your inheritance. So just like you got in faith for the car, the cash, and the crib. Come on, get in faith for the heathen, for the one who has no covenant with God. But you can stay in faith until you get that house. Why? Because it benefits you. But when somebody get warned to the Lord, that no, you don't really see how that benefits you. But that's because you don't see right. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, okay. We gonna, gonna get this. no you're, 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 so the devil has has skewed your vision. Cuz you think you don't get you're not going to get nothing from winning that person. Let me tell you something the kingdom of God better than Amway. Or these other businesses that y'all get in where if I get you in And then you buy something, then I get something off you buy. And then when you get somebody else, I not only get something what you buy, I get something off what they buy. And I'm committed to that. Well, the kingdom of God is better than that. Because here's the thing. Everybody you get saved, come on, you get rewarded for who they get saved. Because they would have never got saved if you hadn't led them to Christ. Now, what if you just happen to lead a Billy Graham to Christ? Amen. You got, but you know what? That, that ain't important to us because the only thing we, this is what we focus on. I got to pay my bills in the here and now. No, the here and now is going to be over. And then that's going to be this thing called eternity. And then, watch this, we're going to see what the reward is going to be there. You got but you gotta understand this is important to God. So important to God that He gave His only begotten Son for it. Man, you're sorry. Y'all man. Now that was just so so somebody said, I gotta get in faith. I get in faith. Now, once I get in faith, I go and locate. Now you ain't got to see this tell me You ain't got to have like 15 folks you know you're gonna get saved. No, what I'm telling you is put your faith on one. Just like that. now, this is just like I put my faith on my house. My car, my cash, my crib, my healing. I'm going to put my faith on this person. And watch this. And I'm going to walk in patience until I have a promise. Now, five expectations when I get in faith. Come on. Now, this is with anything. Five expectations when I get in faith. Number one, plan of action. I believe God for a plan of action. God going to give me what to do. Somebody say, God going to give me what to do. Number two, the favor God. Come on, the favor of God. Come on, God gonna give me the favor. He gonna give me the favor that I need. Watch this with this person to be able to reach him. Where somebody use their power, their influence, and their ability. Come on, to help my brother out. Number three, the will of God. You got it? so in the midst of this situation, I gotta understand. Listen, I'm believing for the will of God in this situation. I know they may not want it, but I want with God's will in this. Situation. And it is God's will that none shall perish. Come on, praise the Lord. Number four, strength to endure or strength to hold the course until the promise shows up. That I won't get weary and quit just because they keep right on acting like the same old person. Because now, watch this, even when I can't see nothing in the natural, come on, I got something going on in the spiritual. And it's just a matter of a time until the spiritual catches up with the what? Natural. So I got to have strength to endure the process until change comes. Number five, a miracle. Okay, come on. What is a miracle? When God suspends the natural order of things to bring his will to pass. You got So those five expectations, I, I begin to set them, watch this, for a heathen or non believer who don't know the Lord. Okay? All right, y'all with me? Go to Acts 10. Acts 10. Acts 10. I'm almost there. Gotta get excited about this. This is just the excited you get about all the other stuff. This is how you get. You need to get excited about winning folk to the Lord. This is what I'm called to do if I'm saved. Acts 10 verse 1. We looked at this last week, but I'm going to show you, look at it from a different perspective. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Canius, a centurion of the band called the Italian Band, a, a, a devout man, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God what? Always. Joker, won't he say he's praying? <laughs> okay, so I'm going keep rolling. Going. And gave. What's your. He said. He he saw, some of y'all ought to be shame. You ain't praying nor giving and say, I will be shame I'm be shame. <laughs> Okay, 10 verse 3. He saw in a vision evidently about the night hour of the day an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cinillas. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thy alms are come up for a memorial before who? God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is what? Peter. He lodges with one Simon at Tanner, whose house is by the seaside. Underline this next statement. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to what? Now, here's me when I see this. Well, the angel knew what he needed to do. Why he didn't tell him? Why he got, why, listen, why he got to go see him, tell Caneas, the sin folk to Peter, for Peter to tell him what to do? You know, the angel knew what he was supposed to do. Why come he just couldn't tell him? They're running around all these circles. Why? Because that's not an angel's ministry. In order, geez, Jesus, listen, the order that God has set, if a man is going to hear the gospel, he's going to hear it from another man. Now, when I say man, I'm talking about woman. I'm not talking. So, this is what happens. So, the angel shows up and tell him, you got it, go to Peter. You got it? You've been praying. You've been giving. God don't want you to go to hell. So, I'm going to send somebody to tell you what you need to do in order to be saved. You got it? So now, just like the angel had to send Peter, come on, somebody got to send us. And if we don't go to folk, watch this, folk ain't going to get saved. Because the angels ain't going to get them saved. That's our ministry. Somebody say, that's our ministry. And you have to get serious about your ministry. Go to Proverbs 11. So it's our job to present the unbeliever with the gospel so that they can be reconciled to God. Somebody say it's my job. job. It ain't ain't just my pastor's job or the evangelist's job or sister so-and-so job. It is my job. It is my job to present people with the what? gospel so that they can be what? Saved. My job. All right? Proverbs eleven. Oh are y'all learning anything? Yeah. Now, because you, you you know, <laughs> let me see how see how I want to say this. Because if most of us will be honest with ourselves, the loss is really not on our daily agenda, but we are in hot pursuit. On all the other things, but we just be honest with ourselves. We don't, we don't think, we don't get up thinking about who we're gonna lead to Christ today. It's not even on our agenda. Gender. Now, I want to say this. Uh, I don't have a problem, and I know God don't have a problem with you going after other things. Got it? Because He says, "Watch this. I've given you all things." Richly. That's what I showed you last week. Two in what? Joy. So God don't have a problem with you going after things. This is what I'm telling you. Is you need to add to your agenda the lost. So as you're pursuing the other things, as you're pursuing the promotion on your job, as you're pursuing the new house, as you're pursuing the new car, as you're pursuing, you know, this with your kids and that with your kids, add to your agenda the what? The lost. You got it? That needs to be a part of our life. Our everyday life. What did I say? What should I say go to? Proverbs 11 30. Proverbs eleven, thirty. 30. Uh, watch this. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of what? A life. Watch this. And he that winneth souls... Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's what? So, So now watch this. When I reconcile people to God, you got it, then as far as the kingdom is concerned, I'm a wise person. Now, why is it to my benefit to be a wise person? Go to Proverbs 14, 35. Proverbs 14, verse 35. Watch this. Come on. The king's favor... Is towards a on, a wise servant, but his wrath is against him that causes shame. Oh Jesus! So, so now watch this. When I choose to be wise, the king's favor is towards me. Okay, you you'll get that when you're going on. Who your king? See, see. When I listen, I need you to see this. When I choose to win souls for the kingdom. There's this flow of favor that don't come on everybody else, but it comes on me because of what I do. (sighs) Okay, in order to understand this, you got to understand that there's there's there's, there's certain favor, or you can say different aspects of grace. Give you an example. There's a grace that married couple has that single couples don't have. Because the Bible says that, you know, you come together, you know, and you pray, you come together and you pray so that your prayers be not what? Your prayers be not hindered. So there is, listen, there is a grace for me as a married couple that a single couple can't tap. There's a grace for a single couple that a married couple can't what? Um, A single person. That a married couple can't what? Tap. You got? Now, if I don't do the right thing i can hinder that grace it can be blocked so when you got a married couple watch this that 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 are unwilling to get on one accord and then they try to go to god and try to pray then there's some things that get held up because they won't get together you got so now i understand that watch this when i become serious to become a person that is serious about winning souls, there is a certain flow of favor that rests on me that don't rest on everybody else. Okay, praise the Lord. You do what you want to. You, know, <laughs> you do what you want to. You got, that's, a certain, that's, a certain, that's a certain favor that flows towards me. People do, th- I, people do things for me they won't do for nobody else. Why? Because I'm serious about the kingdom. I'm serious about folk not only being saved, watch this, but them living right. And watch this, and God takes notice. Let the devil thank you that God don't take notice. He does. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Go to, go to John 4. John 4, 35. Almost done. Three more scriptures and we let y'all go. John 4. Man, this is awesome. I was having a situation uh, in my house, and uh, situation had me bothered because I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out you know what I need to do, how I need to help, how I need to help my child, one of my one of my, one of my, child, one of my children. And I couldn't figure out what I need to do to help them. Because anybody know that has a child, when your child hurts, you hurt. Right? If, you, if you're any decent, any decent kind of parent, you got, your child hurts, you hurt. So, you know, I'm trying to figure out how I'm, I'm going to help a child in this situation. So Chris comes to me with <laughs> being the woman of God that she is. And she makes this statement to me. Well, maybe if you would take your attention off them and help somebody else child in that same area, then maybe God will help you with yours. Now she said, I thought, to, who think it <laughs> But watch it, you know when the Spirit of the Lord speaks to you. Yeah. See, your focus so much on your own that you don't even notice all the other hurting folk around you. Yeah. So maybe if you would take your attention off your own and choose to help somebody else's, then maybe God might just add to you what you need. But what happens is, is we get so focused and so caught up on our own that watch this, we ignore everybody else. Watch this that God concerned about. And so I started doing it. Started helping somebody else's out. And now I just said, well, God, you're going to have to help my eyes. That's it. So I ain't sit there, you know, y'all, you know, y'all get a word, and you say, yeah, I know. But you don't do nothing with it. That's why you don't get no results. Why you don't get no The word don't do you no good just to hear it. And don't do nothing with it. Faith is an action. You got to do something. So take your attention off all of this that's bothering you, and now go put your attention on somebody else. Watch this, who hurting too? okay praise the Lord hallelujah John 4 praise, praise. this is the Bible John four thirty five. you may not hear the whole lot but it's the Bible John four thirty five. it says say not ye there are yet four months and then come and harvest behold uh, I say unto you lift up your eyes and look on the field for they are come on white all ready to what Har- Har- so, so, so don't look out there and say ain't nobody don't need Jesus come on man the field is ripe with folk watch this who need what who need Jesus so now what we got to do is we got to go in and harvest them the harvest ain't going to come in the, harvest ain't, the angels ain't going to bring the harvest in it's our job somebody says it's our job Go to Mark 4. Mark 4. (laughs) Last time you really talked to somebody about the Lord. They didn't know him. Yeah, now you got some. You got some believers them fail by the wayside. You need to get to. You know, used to be in church. I ain't in church no more because of some reason somebody offended some something. You got they, You got them. They need to be. They need to get back here. They need to get. They need to get right to, cause they need to drop that offense and that offense. Cause that offense poisoned them. Got it? but we don't just ignore. Them. Now we can't make anybody do anything. But what we can't do is we can't be negligent on our part. All right, here we go. What did I say, Mark 4, verse 19, 18. And these are they which are sown among the thorns, such as hear the word. Okay, so deep now, this heart is talking about, they heard the word. Just like this word that I've been preaching for the last two weeks about the ministry of reconciliation and winning the loss. But you got people who will hear this word, but they ain't going to do nothing with the word. So my question is, why don't they? This scripture tells you why. And these are they which are sown among the thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things, in and an choke the word, and it becomes what? They heard the word, but the word don't produce no fruit because they got too many cares. They chasing too much other what? Stuff. So even though they know they're supposed to win folk, The Christ, they ain't winning nobody. They heard it. They know the importance of it. Uh, Look at look at look at the things it names. The cares of this world. No, they care. They care about what's going on in their world. But I got this going on. I got that going on. I got this going on. I mean, you can't get nobody to do nothing in the kingdom because they got all this other stuff going on in their world. Is that it's in the Bible? Ain't no nobody get mad at me. The cares of this world—you got so much stuff going on in your world. You got that the words you heard doesn't produce no fruit. Now and this and this can work in any area. We are just talking about souls right now. The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches. That's self-explanatory. The lust of other things. That's self explanatory. Alright? And because all of this other all this stuff going on. It chokes the word and the word produces no fruit in your life. Alright? We teach on love. Love produces no fruit. Why? Those three. Preach on serving produce no fruit. Why? Them. And it's like the devil don't have to come up with something new. He got you so busy doing your own thing you got it, that you're missing out on what God said do. Now, here's the, here's the problem with that. When it's all said and done and when the fire test is administered, watch this. all that stuff you've done in the earth in the earth going to be burned up. Last scripture. Let y'all go. 2 Corinthians 2. Verse 11. I mean, I got to say it. I got to say it. I got to say it. Ask you to do something to help somebody else out. And you say, oh, you know, my back hurting. But then I see you later on in the day with the same hurt back. Your tail walking through Walmart trying to find you something. Well, I thought your back would hurt. No, it was just it was just hurting, you know, to the extreme that you couldn't help nobody else. You got it. But when it but, what, what is it? but when it came to you doing something you won't do. You can suffer through the back pain. Now let's let, let's talk about it. Let's put it out there. See, because here's the thing you gotta understand, even though we may miss it, God don't. You got folks so tired on Sunday. When it comes to going to church, but you ready to go to work on Monday. Well, oh, that tiredness. is well, I got my okay. When the Bible says, don't forsake. The assembling of yourself together. But you know, everything else. No, well, I got this going, I got that going. I got you got all this, but when it comes to kingdom stuff or stuff that God wants you to do, just somehow, some way, watch this, you know. Well, I can't do that. And saying this is why, man, this is what the Holy Spirit said. Said, this is why you got it. Some of the stuff that we really have access to that should be impacting our lives that he has released for us, don't. Why? Because we are distracted. 2 Corinthians 2. Then I'm done. Watch oh, I'm, I'm going to read all this because I need to read need this because it's talking about forgiveness. I need to read this in this context. When the, I, want, I need y'all folk to hear this that don't want to forgive folk. All right, so we'll start at five. I ain't going to snatch it out in this context. But if any have called grief caused grief, he have not grieved me, but in part that I may not overcharge you all. Sufficient to such a man is the punishment which was af- inflicted of many, so that contrawise you are rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. <clears throat> Wherefore I beseech you that ye would confirm your love, love towards him. For to this end also did I write that I might know the proof of you whether you be what? Obedient Obedient in how many things? What? Paul was talking to the church about being obedient. That's in the Bible? Oh, you mean Christians supposed to obey what the Bible says? Okay, that's Revelation. Verse 10. To whom you forgive anything, I forgive what? Also, for if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of who? Christ. Why? Let Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not of his what? So watch this. When you choose not to forgive, you give the devil an advantage over you. And people think people think that them not forgiving somebody hurts the person that they not forgiving. No, it hurts one person, that's you. Everything I can to get this joke off me. I, I ain't trying to be, I ain't, I ain't trying to give him no advantage. So one thing I'm not gonna walk in, can't get a hand. Cause he got an advantage. Why? Because you holding. Why? Because you didn't want him what? See that, that that listen, that's a sign you're holding on to something. You know, you start trying to avoid him. <coughs> I, I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna let y'all know something. <clears throat> I was reading this week, <clears throat> and I told you I'm taking my time. I'm thoroughly going through the epistles of Paul, <clears throat> and I ran. I ran across the scripture, Mama Hattie, that said this: "Don't grieve the Holy Spirit." I was like, "Grieve the Holy Spirit." Oh, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. I said, Well, I, I think I know what it is. Like. He said, No. He says, You don't you don't really understand what that means. <clears throat> How many of you all have in some way, form, or fashion, and you may not meant to, but you may have did it, caused somebody grief? All right. Okay. All right. Now, when you cause that person grief. What was one of the first things that happened? I'm going to tell you. They couldn't respond to you. They wouldn't respond. You got, because you grieved them, so they don't even want to be around you. You got it. They kind of stay away from you. You got it? Because they don't want to be around you because they they, they won't even respond to you because you called them grief. Now, what happens? No, God had to show me this. What happens if that grief continues? Eventually, they'll separate from you. Because you grieve them. This is why he says, don't greed the Holy Spirit. And I said, well God, you? I, said, I said, well God, what you talking about? He says, he says, he says, there's a lot of people, I'm speaking prophetically to you in the church right now. There's a lot of people in the church that are like Samson. Something has left and they don't know it's left. they shaking themselves. Come on, what, what happened to Samson? She cut his hair off. He got up and shook himself like he always did and got ready to go to war while his strength was gone. He says, there are so many in the church that has grieved my spirit. And that's why they don't have no strength. Because even though he there, he can't respond. Because you know you shouldn't be doing it. That's why you were talking about this morning. I, I said, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. And you're talking about surrender all? And that's why I knew, you know, because I, I won't go sit down. Then God had me look at Miss Hattie. She gave me that mean look. And I sat down anyway. And then when you was over there, he was saying, this is why. Because when you close, I need you to let them know what I told you. Say said, that's the problem. He says, you know I wouldn't have you to do that. But you continue to do it over and over and over again, even though it hurts me. I love you, but what you're doing hurts me. It calls me grief. So now what happens when you need me to respond, I can't because I'm grieved. Now, it's, this is clear in the, in the scripture. Paul said, grieve not the Holy Spirit. Now, he says, you got to make a decision. Do you want my strength or not? Now he said, this he said you, you got to make a decision. This ain't, now, I'm letting y'all know. He says, you got to make a decision. But my strength, Will not flow in an atmosphere where I'm grieved. And what causes grief? No, what causes grief? When you continue to do something that you know you shouldn't be doing. Another example he gave me, he says, it's like, if you ever had a loved one that had a sickness like cancer or a disease like cancer, You love the loved one, but you hate the cancer. He said, so it ain't the part that I don't love you. I loved you so much that I died for you. But because you continue to ignore me, as I tell you not to do this and not to do that, and you choose to continue to do it, it grieves me and I hate it. I'm the same God yesterday and today forevermore. I have not changed. He said, I have changed. He says, and this is where the church needs to go. So I'm going to ask you all, what he asked me, how are you grieving his spirit? Personal. What is it that you got going on in your life that you know you shouldn't have going on but you do it anyway? When he said that to me, I was up in, upstairs <clears throat> in my office. Uh, I don't know if I was writing or reading. I was reading because I read it. And once he finished with me, I fell down prostrate on my face. Laid out. And I repented. I said, Lord, I said, listen. I know I don't have to inform you anything because you already know everything. But I make a decision this day to repent of everything I've ever done that has grieved you since your spirit has came and taken up residence in my body. And I ask you to help me that when my flesh wants to act up and wants to go back to the old nature, that you will continue bring this point of time back to my remembrance. And I laid there and I was waiting on something. The Bible calls it a time of refreshing. That before the refreshing takes place, is in the book of Acts. Repentance must take place. Who who got a concordance? Look up the word refresh because we're getting ready to do this. If you got to go, and you ain't got nothing to repent of, then go on and hit the door. You got, but I'm telling you, I, I won't go say nothing about this until everything happened this morning. Because I felt like that was a word for, for me. But then, when, you, when Chris did what she did, you got it, then I knew that it wasn't only for me. It was for this house. Grieve ye not the Holy Spirit.